we go to work and when we're Welcome to Whining with Nurses. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jen. And this is our nursing whining podcast where we whine and we drink wine and we talk about nursing. And soon, Jen will nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it reminds me, what does that remind you of? Remember our shirts from the rosé party? Oh, rosé all day. (laughs) Well, it said nurse all day and then rosé. Yes. And then the girl was like, oh, moms and we're like um no <laughs> I mean yes I was trying to get pregnant at the time but I'm like I am definitely not nursing I was like I'm and not I'm a mom definitely yet. not <laughs> <laughs> no we're nurses and then we rosé <laughs> it's pretty funny I had a stethoscope on it I was like yeah why why, why would you be confused but I, I think guess, she figured it out on her own yeah I think she saw her looks like hmm we were like what <laughs> we're women of childbearing age I guess that's a mistake you can make Yes, I guess so. And she's like, they definitely need their wine. <laughs> That'll, we'll still gonna we'll still gonna go next year, you know. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I had to leave the baby at home. Uh, so what's been new with you? What's been happening this week? This week is Monday, so today was pretty busy, <laughs> just catching up on stuff. Um, had a doctor appointment. Well, not a doctor, ultrasound. Today you did. I did. Yeah, it How'd was it go? the. Um, anatomy scan uh-huh. it's definitely still a boy uh-huh. <laughs> we'll have to Good. share a photo on the, the site um he didn't lose this little wiener he's yes. still there yeah you'll have to see i put it on my facebook too <laughs> and yes yeah, so that was a big one That's actually cool. measuring like 10 days ahead what does that mean I, well my due date you know it's february 19th but mm-hmm. she said my i'm measuring 10 days ahead based on his size Oh. So she's going to talk to my doctor because this was through a third party like ultrasound. UCSF actually has a Santa Rosa office. Uh-huh. And so they do the measurements mm-hmm. um, because they have better equipment. Mm-hmm. So it's the doctor there. She was like, I'm going to talk to your doctor and see what they want to do. Because we did an early ultrasound that didn't, that is supposed to be more conclusive like when they do them so early as mm-hmm. far as like what your actual due date is. And I was only at that point measuring one or two days ahead. So we'll see if they change my due date or not. Hmm. I'm like, I'm fine if they do. That means less time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 10 fewer days. 10 fewer days. <laughs> and the baby always comes when they want anyway, right? That's true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You, you know, choosing it. It's funny because my uh, sister-in-law has... So we have a lot of people in my family. My oldest sister had a baby on my mom's birthday and my mom just thought that was great. She has a granddaughter on her birthday. And then my sister-in-law is pregnant and she was due right around my mom's birthday. And she was like, I'm not going to have this baby on her birthday. She needs to have her own separate day. I'm just going to keep my legs closed and keep her in. She's not going to come. She was born on my mom's birthday. (laughs) So now they all three share the same birthday. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's kind of now if they move up my my due date, it'll be closer to my dad's birthday before oh. it was super close to my mother-in-law's birthday. But I still want a Valentine's Day baby. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. You know, yeah. Valentine's Day is when we celebrate the cats 
uh, like just our love for the cats. Yeah, <laughs> because we don't know when their actual birthdays are, so oh. we um, celebrate on Valentine's Day. Because also is. we don't really celebrate for ourselves on Valentine's Day. You don't? No, no, not really. Because there is a national, I think there's a national cat day and a national black cat day. I'm missing out on all these major cat holidays. Don't worry, I'll catch you up on it. <laughs> I'll keep you informed. Um, so yeah, how was your Monday? Monday Busy. was good, but I wanted to tell you about last weekend actually. Oh, yes. and why it sounded like you had a very fun trip. I had so much you. fun. I missed you guys too. Yeah. I thought about the podcast while I was gone and <laughs> I was really happy to listen to it when I came back. Um, so I was on the Rogue River for a four day wilderness river trip. So that means you pack up all your stuff on the raft, like your camping stuff, all the cooking stuff, all the food and drinks for four days and you, you know, raft wow. down the river and then you set up camp. And, you do, you camp, mm-hmm. stop and camp. And um, we had a one day where we laid over, we found this really cool campsite. So we decided to stay for two days. We played bocce ball. I learned how to play backgammon. We made some <laughs> bomb food. It was so good. That sounds so nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I just had a blast. I can't believe that was my first wilderness river trip. Um, Thanks, Web River Trips, for planning oh, it. Oh, wet? Yeah. Um, Chad, the manager or the and owner, he is the owner at Wet. <laughs> I forget <laughs> that sometimes. Um, he planned it, and it was it was really really fun. Um, so while we were on the river, I didn't want to drink beer. Most of the raft guides drink beer, <clears throat> and I'm not a huge beer fan, or I have to be in a certain mood. Yeah, I wanted to bring wine. And usually I bring cans of champagne, oh, but yes. I don't want to drink champagne all day, every day for four days. You don't? No. <laughs> I mean, a little variety would be good. Um, plus I wanted some red wine at night when it was going to be chilly, you know? Yeah. And um, so I decided I'm going to try a box of wine because you're not supposed to take glass down the river and a box of wine travels easily. You can take the Such bladder out of the box. Well, okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, I did end up buying two bottles of wine and bringing them, and we didn't even open it, which now I feel bad about doing that. But it, it turned out okay. It did. Nothing broke in the river. No, so. nothing broke. Um, and no flips, although I did swim. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got a box of wine for us this week, just in memory of my really rad <laughs> river trip last week. And this is a Boda box, B-O-T-A, and it's actually a 2016 Malbec... Malbec. I just like to say it like <laughs> that's that. That's right. From California. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Is this it. what you brought? The same one on the river? No, I can't remember. I, I can't remember what I brought. It was oh. something from, it was something Spanish. I got it at Bottle Barn. It does say 40 wine enthusiasts, 40, 40 accolades. Best buys. 40 best buys. Or it got like top 40. Of oh, the best okay. Buys. Oh. So wine and enthusiast, over 30 gold medals. Oh, cool. See, wine enthusiast recommends it. So it can't be that bad. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> you know, box wine has come a long way since the days of, remember just oh, when yeah. they only had Franzia? Not yeah. to knock Franzia. It has its place, <laughs> namely for college, college. students. <laughs> or if you want to make sangria, I mean, it's not That's that bad. That's true. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, it seems like they've made a lot of progress. Yeah. It even says the perfect wine for your next adventure. Yeah. Yeah, so you can take it on the river. Yeah. Glamping. <laughs> and you can take it to um, festivals. So, you know, we go to that Hangtown Halloween ball every year and they limit how much alcohol you can bring in. So last year, and but okay, they limit the alcohol, but they don't have the greatest wine selection. And 
We're so they a little sell bit it there snobby. too. Is they that sell wine, okay. but they don't have a big selection. So we wanted to bring our own wine in. So we ended up rolling it up in carpets like a dead body, <laughs> sneaking, <laughs> sneaking it, it in. in. Classic. But I think this will be so much easier to sneak in. So if it's good, maybe we'll take this instead. Well, how are you going to sneak that in? It's pretty big. Oh, I'm just stick this in a duffel bag. They're looking for up. bottles and cans. You know? okay, yeah, yeah, I'll just take the bladder out That's of the true. box. That's true. They like and, feel it, and they. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could stick it in my bra and oh, yeah. give myself a nice rack. The bra thing. We still need to get those. <laughs> <laughs> the bra carrier. Mm-hmm. The wine carrier bra. Uh, yeah. So Kat's not with us tonight. She's in on her way back from San Diego. Mm-hmm. What day is the actual birthday? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay, I didn't miss it. Mm-hmm. It's her big dirty 30. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kat. She's such a baby. I know, she is. <laughs> She thinks she's so old. (laughs) (laughs) She thinks we're so old. (laughs) Yeah, well, she's about to join the club. (laughs) And um, remember what was happening last year on Kat's birthday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about that today. The fires that were happening. I I know. I can't believe that was a year ago. And then we had the red flag warning this weekend, well, (laughs) through today pretty much, and that was freaky. And what does that mean exactly? I always get those alerts, but do you know what it means? So it was really high fire risk, basically, because it was really dry and hot, windy. Yeah, so threatening type of conditions. But there was no fires, luckily. Yay. Thank God. I know that was like almost bringing back like PTSD. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, people seem to be on high alert. One of the patients came in today and she said, it was really windy today. And I was like, what? I didn't see any wind. I mean- Oh, today wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yesterday though. I mean, I didn't notice it at first. I was actually talking to my mom on the phone and then, you know, their house burned down. So she was like, it's really windy. Is it windy there? And I could tell it was freaking her out. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I'm I'm ready for true fall. It it was hot today. (laughs) I was like, I'm ready for cool weather. Which it seems like it's starting to cool off a little bit now. Yeah. It was hot today. It was I love ridiculous. Fall. Yeah, I love fall. I just want it to be like, you know, jeans, even though I don't fit in them anymore. And jeans weather with <laughs> Ugg boots. <laughs> it's going to be leggings from now on. <laughs> That's a comfy Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to be go, comfy. Though. I have an excuse. Technically five months pregnant. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. I have no excuse. I just like <laughs> leggings. <laughs> yeah, well, now I have a real excuse. <laughs> I used to do that too. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, speaking of fall, it's like flu seasons coming up. Flu season. Mm -hmm. I know. I already had to get my flu shot. Did you? Yeah. For work. (sighs) Not me. They, (laughs) they mentioned it when, so, you know. They don't make you though. They don't make you, but they make you wear a mask if you don't get the flu shot. Um, so yeah. Yeah. At that job, they, it's a hospital. So they require you to get a flu shot or wear a mask. Which it seems like every hospital pretty much. I think so. And it drives me crazy. I don't. So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do. (laughs) What are your thoughts? Do you have Um, a problem with it? No. So I don't know. I think I've, since I've become a nurse, like I've pretty much gotten a flu shot. I never did before. And it's just because I'm with at-risk populations. Um, that was the main reason. Like they want you to do it, and I was at at-risk populations. Mm-hmm. So, and now that I'm pregnant, it's become a hot topic for others. We'll talk about that later. But I definitely wanted to get one, protect myself, protect others. They already, yeah, at our hospital, like wanted you to get it done. So they already did like a whole clinic, like about two weeks ago. Being really? Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, we have to have it by the end of October. Or start the masking. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting because 
I think it was just it was just last week that I went to my you know pre-employment thing and they said, oh, we don't have the flu shots yet. We're not going to start them for another two weeks or something. Oh, really? So yeah, I guess they're just maybe a little behind or something. Yeah. Um, but it it doesn't bother you. No, so it doesn't bother me. I've never had a problem with it. I've looked into enough research. I'm not worried about it, mm-hmm. you know, and... But does it hurt? Does it, does it hurt? No, so everyone was complaining this year. The nurses that got it the day before me, they're like, my arm is so sore, my arm is sore. And I remember that happening, I think, last year for me. And I was like, great, I was going to go to the gym tonight, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> I went and got it done in the morning. I didn't feel it at all going in. Mm-hmm. And then I was sleeping during the day and I woke up and it was like a little sore and I went to the gym and I was surprised that I was not having that big a problem. The next day it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was like a little tenderness, but nothing I would complain about. Did you get any flu-like symptoms? Nope. Body I never have. Or, no. Yeah. It always shocks me when people say they do. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you must be weak. No. <laughs> yeah, you're a weakling. Because <laughs> they do say if you are already coming down with something, then... You shouldn't get one that week because your immune system's already a little bit compromised. It's busy doing other things already. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then you might feel a little something or you might have been coming down with something and that's what you're feeling. Oh, so then you yeah. associate it with the flu shot. Coming down with something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so. Yeah, you're getting sick. <laughs> you're going to get sick anyway. And you can mm-hmm. still get sick, I guess, within the first two weeks. It's... You could still get the flu. Oh, because you're just you're saying still building the if antibodies. you're exposed to the flu, you don't actually have protection yet. Yeah. Okay. It can take about two weeks to really build the antibodies. Okay. Yeah. I know. I just um, don't want to get one. Well, I know. And what's your big reason for I not? I just don't. <laughs> I know, but I don't have a problem with people not wanting to. I just um, I just know there's so so many people that are like so against that they like have to go out of their way to like tell the world why not to get one. I'm not so against it. And when it comes down to it, it's way inconvenient to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. It's just uncomfortable. You know, it makes your face feel sweaty and I feel like I'm going to break out wearing a mask all day. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get the stupid flu shot. But I just don't want to do it because I don't like being required to do something, first of all. I like to have the choice. I totally get that. And I do have the choice, but it's a crappy choice. Um, (laughs) If there was something, you know, less bad than the mask. You're forced into it. Yeah, I feel coerced. I feel like I really don't have a choice. Um, And two, it hurts. It does not hurt. The the need needle doesn't hurt, but feeling things injected into my muscle, Suck I it can up, feel it. I know it's not that bad, but it makes no. me feel what like- What if I injected you? Would you feel better about that? I think it might change our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't do that. We'll find some buddy you hate. I know. Give me an arse ratchet. <laughs> I already don't like her. Um, so it's that. And then also, okay, and this is going to sound- out there and stupid, <laughs> but okay. I read it all. So, <laughs> you know, we in and being healthcare workers, we essentially don't have a choice. So it makes me feel like I'm part of some experiment unwillingly. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't give my consent to be in this experiment where they're like, let's study what happens to nurses when they've given the flu shot over 20 <laughs> years, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. just wondering. That's true. What what if something's in there that they're testing and oh that's crazy because mm. people come in patients yeah. come in and they say stuff like that and you're like come on man don't be crazy we're crazy trying to person. help you yeah <laughs> this sounds crazy but yeah. it's in my head no I know I think that's like what a lot of people think and that's one of the websites I'm gonna share is 
I don't know, just this girl that's writing something that I'm like, I don't know about that. Tell me, okay, what's well, I mean, what's it, the hers deal? wasn't what's... super crazy, but I just wanted to debunk some of her. Do it. Take her down. Okay, so I mean, and you know, like both of us are kind of like, I don't know. Like I like to mix a little Western and Eastern medicine. Yeah, you know, same. we both do. Some yoga, um, some salves, essential oils, and some, you know. And this, yeah, exactly. So I was going to no, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> she says 10 reasons why flu shots are more dangerous than a flu. More dangerous than a flu. Hmm. Which, oh, sorry. One other thing. I do want to get the flu sometimes because I feel like it builds my immune system. And also, it's good to have some days off work. Are you trying this? I'm trying it. I think yeah. that will help protect you as, against the flu with some wine. I agree. Alcohol yeah. kills all the germs mm-hmm. inside of you. Um, so if you ever get sick, you just drink some alcohol. It's an antiseptic. That's not true. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's, you know, in my it mind could. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she's saying it's more dangerous than the flu. Um, and then here she does say that she's not against vaccination per se. Mm-hmm. What's she against, I wonder? Um, there are times when vaccination is necessary. This, my friends, is not one of those times. Blah, blah, blah. The verdict is out on flu shots. Many experts now agree it is more important to protect yourself and your family from the flu vaccine than the flu itself. I mean, I agree with that prevention. Wait, there's, they're saying it's more important to protect yourself against the vaccine <laughs> than against the flu? No, from your family, from the flu vaccine and the flu itself. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, actually, I was thinking prevention as far as Mm-hmm. what you can do besides getting the flu shot. Oh, like washing your was, hands and avoiding that. Yeah, sick people. But she did say that experts agree it's more important to protect yourself and your family from the flu vaccine. I don't believe that. Which I've never experts heard that. exactly? Exactly. She doesn't <laughs> allude to any like actual research here. Like if you go to the CDC's website, which I'll talk about later, it's mm-hmm. they actually give like some research articles that you can read yourself mm-hmm. and see who was studied here and what what's in there. And that's the thing. I know that it's been studied and it's science and it's true. And me saying that the flu shot, that I don't want it or me not wanting it or someone not believing in the science is like people who are climate change deniers, you know? Mm-hmm. The science is what it is. Yeah. <sighs> um, I know we should all do it to protect the this, you know, population that we take care of and it's selfish of me not to do it. Okay. No, it's just- No, it so is. It's, it is. So some of her is just sound kind of ignorant. And just not very educated. So she said, ever notice how vaccinated children within days or a few weeks develop runny noses, pneumonia, Mm. ear infections, and bronchiolitis? The reason is the flu virus introduced in their bodies, which creates these symptoms. It also indicates immunosuppression, lowering of the immunity. Or it could be because they're kids and kids (laughs) always be sick. They always be sick. And she says the flu vaccine actually do not immunize, but sensitize the body against the virus which is not true because already it's a deactivated virus that you're getting. It's a very small amount. So you're supposed to build the antibodies. So yes, if you already had a low immune system because you were getting some other illness, like pneumonia, apparently. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's pretty bad if they were getting pneumonia from the flu shot. (laughs) It didn't give them the flu. It gave them full on pneumonia. (laughs) I know. Which which is like the bad thing that could happen if the flu turns bad. Yeah. If something like (laughs) fluid in your lungs somehow. From the flu shot. Um, and that's what it says. It is a known fact that flu vaccines contain strains of the flu virus along with other ingredients. Yes, like we said, deactivated. Now think about the impact such a vaccine can have 
over someone with a suppressed immune system. Yes, exactly. Oh, anyway, let me finish her thing. If you have a disease that is already lowering your body's ability to fight a virus, taking the flu shot will put your body in danger of getting the full effects of the flu and make you more susceptible to pneumonia. Wait, and there so what was the first part of that again? If you're already... Immunocompromised. Uh-huh. Oh, well, okay. Been, yes, and they That's already a different say, thing. That is a different thing. They already say that if you're immunocompromised, like say you have HIV or cancer, mm-hmm. you can't get the flu shot or mm-hmm. maybe some other um, genetic thing that you can't get these, like mm-hmm. Elaine Bray. Um, that's why it's even more important for other people to get the flu shot because to protect, to protect those around. I did read one of the articles. Actually, it was one of my pregnancy things. The girl was really upset of people against the flu shot because she said her mom has never been able to get it. And everyone around her mom had to get the flu shot because she could get easily so sick. And if she got the flu, it could kill her. Uh. So it was like important to her that other people be vaccinated so they don't get the flu or pass it to her because they can still pass it even if they weren't showing symptoms. That's true. So that's why I thought this was a little ignorant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you can't get it when you're immunocompromised, but that's a totally other issue, like you said. Yeah, you can't get the yeah. the shot, or you're not supposed you can't to. Do. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says the flu vaccines contain mercury, a heavy metal. I mean, we know <laughs> what mercury is, hazardous for human health. Blah blah blah. So she leads to say what mercury can do for you, and so I looked up what is in the flu shot. Um, what she's referring to is thimerosal, which is a preservative. Um, that keeps the vaccine free from contamination of bacteria and fungi. Is it mercury? Uh, it's actually it's made from organic form of mercury known as ethyl mercury, a safe compound that usually only stays in the bloodstream for a few days. Okay. So it's not like a large amount of mercury. I mean, we get mercury from other things like mm-hmm. fish. Yeah. And that probably even has a higher... I mean, that's going to have a higher amount of mercury into your system than even the flu shot would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't just be injecting it with mercury. <laughs> Yeah, like that's kind of why they got with toxic rid of, amounts of mercury. Yeah, that's kind of why they we got all rid of end the up old with the school, um, thermometers, right? Oh yeah, that's not the mercury. <laughs> oh, those were cool though. I know. One so time, sorry, this is a side note, but one time um, I had one of those. My mom had tons of them because she's a nurse, and you know they oh everybody used to have them. Yeah, and I broke one in um, this house I was living in in <laughs> Northern Virginia. Yeah, and there was mercury yeah. all over the floor. And I was in nursing school at the time. So I was, you know, normally at my at home when we were growing up, we broke them. Oh, yeah. We just kind of collected it, That's- stuck it in the trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when I broke it and I was in nursing school, I was like, we need to do something about this. So I called the fire department <laughs> to find out what am I supposed to do about um, mercury. 911, and, what's your emergency? Yeah, <laughs> they said, triple bag it. And um, they actually came out and picked it up. Mm. It, I was amazed. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because when I was in nursing school, it. they were like, yeah, when we were kids, it would break and we'd play with it. And like, <laughs> yeah, we would poke it around. It was pretty cool. And look at you survived. I know. Damn. And I'm not <laughs> even that dumb. <laughs> I uh, don't have Mad Hatter's disease. Oh, man. <laughs> or Alzheimer's. That's the other thing is they said flu shots can cause Alzheimer's. Oh. But I haven't seen that study. Have you? No. Okay. I also haven't looked for it, to be fair. There was mounting evidence. So that means it's a work in progress. Okay. (laughs) Which means there is not evidence. Okay. So it's someone's theory that hasn't been tested or proven yet. Yep. Okay. And I mean, she goes on, but those are the big things I wanted to bring up. You know, 
is risk versus benefit. I think that's the biggest thing when you're deciding to get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I only got one because I was in the healthcare field and now that I'm pregnant, they really want you to get one. And, you know, before I've always been pretty healthy, but mm-hmm. I mean, I would hate it because I can get one now. Your baby can't get one. So you want to protect yourself. Oh, right. And I'm hoping those that are going to be visiting me when my baby's a newborn will have had one. Guess what? I will have had one. I was worried about Sarah. I was like, <laughs> she is going to refuse. She's going to have to wear a damn mask. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that is a good motivation for me. If you could just get pregnant every year, I will have a good I don't reason think I would survive life. <laughs> to get the flu shot without any qualms about it. <laughs> I, I know it's the right thing to do and to protect our patients too, but I feel like oh, a person of choice is being taken away from me. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to get the flu if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, okay. So I was reading in one of my pregnancy, that's what I started to tell you earlier, mm-hmm. in the pregnancy secret Facebook groups. And these two girls were going at it about the flu shot. Well, it wasn't just the flu Hang shot. On, it was back up. What is a pregnancy secret Okay, so it's a secret group? Facebook group because- Somebody started it and somehow I got invited from f- joining one of the apps that I am on like what to expect when you're expecting. And they said, join our f- secret Facebook group. And they made it secret so nobody else can join unless you're invited and nobody else can see this group. Because I think a lot of us, when we first found out we were pregnant, we were on it and you might have not told people yet oh, okay. that you're pregnant. So it doesn't show up publicly in Facebook okay. at all. So it's just like a secret group, I guess. So you can ask your questions when it's early on and like mm-hmm. even when it's not early on and you don't, yeah, you it don't have to worry up, about it anybody else. It won't say through my Facebook that it's one of my groups. Okay. You know, so none of my friends or random people that I'm friends with on Facebook would say, would see it and say, oh, John's pregnant. You know? Okay. Okay. That makes so sense. You, but you can collaborate with other people in it. So these other two girls post a lot. Well, this one girl does. And she's, I knew she was a nurse just from what she's posted from before. And she posted something like, I'm researching vaccine or has anyone vaccinated their first child and not wanted to vaccinate their second, like done any research on not vaccinating. And she meant in general, like any of the vaccinations. Okay. So the baby vaccines and MMR and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Polio. I don't know. And... I don't know when they do polio, but I think you're pretty Do they young. do that now? I thought polio vaccines were a thing of the past because it's been eradicated. But I also it? think I, I heard know. that it's coming back. Is it? I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. I don't even know. See, it's things like, I don't know. Did we get the polio vaccine? I don't I think don't so. Because so it's eradicated. It was okay. one of those like, um, it was something big that they, it left a mark on your arm, the polio oh, vaccine. Oh, so it's pretty bad. It used to be. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. So what I'm something about. that's bad. <laughs> okay, so all, you know, the childhood vaccines basically. And one of the girls commented right away who's also a nurse. She's like, "Aren't you a nurse?" Like she was appalled. And then the other girl got into it with her and it was like a whole thing like as soon as I found this, you know, post there was like 63 comments <laughs> of people just like bitching at each other and going back and forth about it. But I was like, "Yeah, that's you know, I was a little, I thought my first thought to, was too, yeah, you're a nurse. Like you should know about some of these vaccines are pretty important for kids, mm-hmm. you know. This is how we eradicated polio. And then there's the chicken pox we talked about already, you mm-hmm. know, all those things. Um, but then some girl that definitely was not a nurse commented on there like, what did she say? It was so ignorant. Oh my gosh. It was like, I, I don't know. I don't believe in vaccines or going to the doctor. I'm just going to prevent Pretty much just prevention, but she didn't say it. And like prevention, like it'll just make my kids stronger or something. 
I wish I could find that post. So she's, come on. Yeah, she's like, I don't believe in this. I, you know, my kid will just get sick or stronger, you know, if they get sick. We'll just deal with it then. She's something like that. If they get sick, I'll just deal with it then. Okay. <laughs> Which I prevention get, is I get thing. that a little bit. Except that the things that we vaccinate children for were so bad that they caused disfigurement or like permanent mm-hmm. damage of some sort, you know, which is why they developed vaccines for them. Except chicken pox. That's not typically something that I don't know really yeah. why we have a chicken, except that it keeps you from possibly getting And there is shingles. rare times where kids can die, you know, or if True. they do have some immune deficiency, mm-hmm. you know, it will make your family stronger for having a child die of <laughs> measles. No, yeah. it won't. And I heard those are pretty bad. Devastating. The mumps. Really? I don't know. I, I, don't I didn't know. have any of that shit because I got vaccinated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I plan to, but I just didn't like how the other girl was like, I'll just deal with it. My kid gets sick. I mean, she was clearly talking about I don't know, just anything that could happen, but you don't want that to happen. Like, croup. There's so many things that kids already get anyway. Literally, kids be sick all the time. You know, I was never sick. But think about other people who we know right now who have young kids, um, including, you know, one of my neighbors and someone who used to work with me with, you know, young boys, and they Mm -hmm. were just, always sick. They always had something, some mucusy something, some vomiting mm-hmm. something. That's true. Hand, foot, and mouth disease. It's Oof. just one thing after pink another. <laughs> pink eye, yeah. There's always something. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Do you want your kids to be sick all the time? And if they are, wouldn't that change their personality a little bit? If all they- Oh yeah, they're weak. <laughs> they're weak. <laughs> they're always sickly. Or just yeah. angry. I mean, if I was sick all the time, I might be a disgruntled person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could even get out of bed. It's true. You'd be like... Mm. So we believe in vaccinating children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I was just kind of surprised that the nurse wasn't just, you know, based... I think the one girl asked, she's like, aren't you a nurse? And she's like, yeah, but I work in like the neuro ICU. I'm like, um, still, like I don't take care of peds kid you know pediatric patients either but I know a little bit about why we should vaccinate our kids mm-hmm. I mean she did say she was just going to start researching it so I'm curious if she's going to end up doing it or not will you find out I don't know she'll probably keep her opinions to herself from now on your secret Facebook group isn't so secret anymore <laughs> yeah I was getting a little uh heated I was like <laughs> I'm gonna stay out of this I was gonna comment something and I decided not to <laughs> too many people had commented didn't know what they were talking about it's funny because people um, are also so hard on each other. So as much as I maybe don't agree with some of their opinions, it's their opinion right. and decision. And um, there's this podcast that you might like. It's called Nursing and Cursing. Did I tell you about it? Oh, you it? did. Yeah. And that was all <laughs> baby stuff, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a bunch of moms and they <laughs> just talk about, you know, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? And they share their stories and then they share all the guilt they feel all the time because people make moms <laughs> feel guilty about every decision they make. They do. Which yeah, is, I've come across a lot of that. That's just wrong because, I mean, you get to choose what you want and, uh, you know, you're responsible for a child. So you got to <laughs> choose good decisions for the child. But yeah. whatever you choose is your choice. It's your it's mm-hmm. your decision. I know. I see it both ways from following the apps and just people's opinions. Like either people that are like, yeah, I totally had a glass of wine today or a beer. Mm-hmm. And then other people that are like, you can't do anything. 
Like, I'm not going to touch anything. Watch me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a horrible person. What do you mean you had coffee? Coffee? (laughs) Yeah. You have to limit your coffee, but some people freak the fuck out about it. Oh, man. I know. Hey, you can't get like we were saying. How you about you be Botox. miserable for nine months? You can't get what <laughs> Botox? Oh, <laughs> like we were just saying. <laughs> Damn yeah, it! I could make a list. I could write a book about all the stuff I can't do. I'm already craving sushi. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be a hard one for me. You know, all the cheeses. What cheeses? Like, there's a risk for listeria if it's not pasteurized. So all the good cheeses. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. And then I told Jess up today, I was really craving like the real apple cider, you know, the one that's not pasteurized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have don't know the difference to be no, honest. You know, like the ones you buy from the apple farm, you know, like they're just super fresh. Like mm. I don't know, you can get it at, like Oliver's or something and it's like local and super fresh and it's just kind of thick and delicious. Mm. Yeah. Like I want that. Oh yeah, like when we ran the um, 10K and your mom had that really good orange juice from Oliver's oh, yeah. and you couldn't drink any. Oh, <laughs> that was a bummer. I know. There was one time I may have let it slide, but then I would feel really bad if my kid got listeria. So listeriosis. <clears throat> so what do you guys think about this uh, Malbec? It's kind of, um, I feel like it's fruit forward. It's, it's definitely I don't, more fruit. It doesn't taste like it came from a box. You know? <laughs> It doesn't. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have any different, you know, artificial taste and or anything. And it says it stays fresh for up to 30 days after you've opened the box. Which is great because a box contains about four bottles. And that, Wow. <laughs> so Ryan and I are going to drink this all week. And that's challenging for a um, red wine too, you know. How long it, does it say? 30 days. Sweet. So you have a month. Good. This is what we're going to drink when we paint our place that we're moving into. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, I don't. And it really, tastes really light too. It doesn't taste. How much alcohol is in it? Mm, I mean, it doesn't taste tannic, really. It says light in the air. Do you see the alcohol oh, content? No. Um, I can barely see over here. It's kind of dark. Um, I'm not really sure. No, but there's the Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> Isn't it on all wine? All alcohol. Don't don't read that and feel guilty. Just. Don't worry, I don't. Ignore, okay. <laughs> You've I made your decision. every two weeks or whatever. And it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not no, really smelling anything um, that I can identify just yet. It's got this um, kind of deeper, it's kind of got like a Cabernet smell. Well, it's um, a so little know, bit earthy. So it says, think wild blueberry, crushed rose petals, and a touch of mint on the nose. Okay. With a body of coffee. Fruit preserves and sandalwood. <laughs> hmm. I think I got the mint, which is crazy. Okay. If I sniff it like this, I can. Sometimes I have a harder time smelling wines if it's a full glass. I've got to get it down to being just a yes. little bit because it's yeah. like the alcohol scent overpowers it mm-hmm. or something, you know? Um. So... Anything else about flu shots? No, just the CDC recommends it. <laughs> well, if the CDC says it. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of good information on their website. Um, they did save the world from Ebola, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think they kind of know what they're doing. They have some smart people over there. At pretty the CDC. smart. Yeah. They're all right. I mean, I think I will take their word for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where real science yeah. happens. I mean, for me, it's been risk versus benefit. And 
I've never had an adverse reaction from the flu shot, so I'm not really concerned. For me, it's been, do I have to do it? Yeah. Fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Could just because you're making me and you should feel bad about making yeah. me. But not you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> just what the I institutions. Think, I still don't think they make it very easy to get. Because I know last year, Jessup wanted to get it. It was like a little late in the season, but he wanted to get it. And Target was like already out. You know, it's a CVS pharmacy there. Mm-hmm. And... It's just not, even when we went to my doctor last week, you know, they can't give it to him because he's not the patient. Oh, right. They could have given it to me because she asked about the flu shot. I'm like, yeah, I already got it. I already got it. But she was telling him about a flu clinic downstairs, but I didn't see any advertisement for this. And I even work, you know, in that same hospital unit Mm -hmm. and there's, I haven't seen anything that says for your friends and family, this is where they can go. I told mm-hmm. him to try to avoid CVS and the drugstores because they charge you. Oh. And if you went to just a doctor's office or a clinic that's through our insurance, then it's either just your copay or free, which it should just be free. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to get a different one because you're pregnant? Or is it the nope. same? It's the same. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You can't get the nose one. You know how there's the nasal one? I think that one's like, live vaccine or live virus. Oh. And I think that's for people that either have an allergy to the components of... Can I get that one? I don't know. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. I won't have to take a shot. And I would be exposed to something in the same way that I might be exposed to it in the environment through my nose. Yeah. I don't go around getting injected with things every day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you don't like shots, that might be a good... One. I think they said they didn't recommend it for last year's, and I'm not sure why when I was looking into this today. Last year when the fires happened, our office got shut down for uh, like a week. Did you guys hear that borborygmy just now? <laughs> was that you? <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. I was like, was that me? <laughs> anyway, the power went out. Shut up. Takeshi keeps laughing at me. <laughs> the power went out where? The power went out in our building. And oh, you uh, mean we when lost the fires a whole happen. bunch of flu shots. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was sad. That is sad. <laughs> uh, because they are, they do run out eventually, and that's kind of the problem. Yep. Yeah. And people go looking for them, they can't get so them. So it's and totally we fine if bunch, these other people but... are so against the flu shot because we need them. Survival of the fittest, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't want it, bye. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll you're, just outlive you. You're changing. You're getting me to change sides a little bit. <laughs> Jen's so convincing. <laughs> I know, but yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I'm a little bit eastern, a little bit western. So what that other girl was saying on her website basically is there. You should protect yourself naturally. Which yes, you should. I mean, hand washing is obviously the number one way to prevent infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that's but all some we people don't even do, do that. then that's all we would do. Yeah. That's not exactly. sufficient. But the problem is other people aren't clean. You True. can't trust your homeless person around the corner to be washing their hands. They or might give somebody you the, with a kid. They might give you the flu. Oh, yeah, kids? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm having one. I know they're gross. Ugh, you're Ugh. about to have one. I know. It's not everywhere. <laughs> a disgusting little angel. <laughs> Love them already. <laughs> Mine's going to be perfect. Mine's not going to be gross, <laughs> naughty thing. He's not going to need any vaccines. Yeah, he's a perfect <laughs> angel child. <laughs> yeah, but I do believe I like to do a lot of the essential oils and that, but there's so many you can't do when you're pregnant is the thing too. Oils? Yeah. 
Why? Um, they're essential. I know. <laughs> There's some that are safe, but they're just like, because it's absorbed into your skin and then the baby gets like, you know, it's like the alcohol or anything. It's just like- they Systemic get like, peppermint? They get weight. Peppermint was okay. I got that one cleared by okay. my doctor. I use it for everything because it will help you with nausea, headaches. Stomach, it's also good to put under aches. a smelly raft guide's armpits when they're getting a massage in a van. <laughs> oh, you yes, know who exactly. I'm talking about. Whoever you are out there listening. <laughs> I'm like, who is it? <laughs> it's not an idiot. <laughs> it's a smelly raft guide. Yeah. But there is one of the oils. Oh, is it clary sage? I don't know. It can it can cause um, early labor, basically. Oh. Yeah, it can start contractions. So it is actually good in when you're actually trying to start contractions. Hmm. But I asked one of the nurses that's really into the essential oils because she's like, yeah, you have to stay away from that one. She's like, I actually used it when I was trying to stimulate labor. And I'm like, did it work? She's all, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't do its job there, but it potentially could. So that's a problem. Hmm. But yeah, like the frankincense is okay to use. That's my Ooh, favorite. Oh, frankincense. Yeah. Oh, remember when I was sick and you gave me some frankincense yeah. essential oils mm-hmm. and I made tea out of it. That was so yeah. nice. And the thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It cured me. <laughs> Three days it later, it cured me. <laughs> Three days later. There you go. <laughs> yep. So the thieves. Yeah, I love that. Because it's like also you can use it as a natural cleaner. So I've been doing that a lot. Hmm. Instead of bleach and all those chemicals. Yeah, but I love some bleach. Love I love it. how you love bleach, but you hate all the other chemicals. Because mm. you're I just like, feel like it cleans. It just, it just, I feel so confident in I it. Know. Yeah, I use it on some things, but at the hospital, like obviously they have to use it. But I'm always like, Ugh. like I'm just really sensitive to like the nasty smells right now. And by I mean nasty, I mean the chemicals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, but poo is so refreshing <laughs> these days. It's like a field of roses. Oh, yeah. No, I can smell when something's gone wrong in the hospital. <laughs> With a poo situation. I'm like, oh, somebody stunk it up in here. It's not a mile away. I'm like, oh, let's go get some bleach. No, I'm like, let's just get some peppermint and some thieves. <laughs> just spritz your essential yeah. oils. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have a myth to debunk Ooh. too, actually. Okay. Kind of. So um, <clears throat> this weekend, Ryan and I went to a pickup party at Deerfield Ranch Winery, which is, you know, down the way on Highway Did you just 12. Did join a new winery? It was, I joined uh, back in July and oh, this was the first party. Okay. Hi, oh. I joined a new winery. This is very exciting. I know. You can come taste with me. Where is it? Uh, it's on Highway 12. Oh. And um, it's it's kind of close to Cafe Chidi. Oh, yeah. Chidi, how do so you near say my that? parents out there. Oh, yeah. Yes, in Kenwood. Um, so we were down there, and one of the things that they, you know, say about their wines is it's low in histamines and sulfites. And there was this lady that was sitting there, and she was real drunk by the end of the night. <laughs> she was like, "What do you do? Let me tell you everything about me," you know. And then she just wouldn't stop talking. It was pretty funny. Oh my gosh! Um, and she was raving about how. Um, you, you know, she loves these wines because she has wine intolerance. You know, she gets wine intolerance. Yeah, she gets really oh. flush and um, just sick, and you know, I think has kind of an allergic reaction with most wines, but not these wines because they're low in histamines oh. and sulfites. And then um, this other guy came over and he was kind of talking about that. And um, anyway, it made me just think. What mm-hmm. is this whole thing about histamines and sulfites and wines? And I wanted to find out more about it. Um, so I'm here to tell you, the world may not be prepared to hear this, but <laughs> get ready, that histamines most likely don't have anything to do with wine intolerance. 
Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief. Um, there was a study done in 2001 that tested this, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I wanted to just take you guys back in time a little so bit. What was it for her then, the placebo effect? Well, it could have been something else. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the symptoms of wine intolerance... Um, you could have itching, so kind of an allergic response, itchiness in your mouth, eyes, or nose. You can get hives, um, that would itchy suck. skin. I know, wouldn't that suck? That would suck. I've heard a lot of people say they get really flush face, and this includes my mom. She feels her face get flush and really hot, and she feels like it's burning in her mouth a little bit. Like it just, mm-hmm. I don't know, sounded like she swallowed some poison. Um <laughs> You can get some swelling on your face or other body parts, nasal congestion, difficulty breathing, wheezing, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Um, The usual. Some people can get dizziness, lightheadedness, or loss of consciousness. Although some people can get some of these symptoms with just plain alcohol (laughs) too. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. So histamines, what are they? Why do we have them? Um... Histamines are chemicals that your body, your your immune system makes, <clears throat> and they start the process that rids your body of allergens. So the way they do that is they make you sneeze or tear up or cough or whatever it takes. You know, they make you scratch yourself, whatever it takes to get rid of the allergens. Um, so when your your body isn't encountering an allergen, it sends a chemical signal to mast cells. Why? I feel like my voice is scratchy. I feel like <laughs> I more have wine. some allergens right now. <clears throat> Let me do that away from the microphone. <laughs> and have some more wine. Just clear it up with the wine. I don't think it's the wine. I don't know. There's too many histamines in this wine. It's <laughs> making it worse. Um, okay, so... I had fun researching this because I hadn't thought about it since nursing school. So get ready for oh, some nerdy yes. cell stuff. Some nursing stuff. <laughs> so yeah. when your body is exposed to an allergen, it sends a chemical signal to mast cells and they're part of your immune system. So there are type of white blood cells. They're actually granulocytes, which Kat talked about recently. And um, they come from the myeloid stem cells. So that's where we got the myelodysplastic syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay, just <laughs> connecting it all for everybody. Um, they're really similar to basophils, which is another type of white blood cell, and it's involved in um, the allergic response. And they're both granulated cells, so that means they like look granular when you look at them under a microscope. They've got little parts and pieces of things, and they contain histamine and heparin. I didn't know really? that our body had its own intrinsic heparin because oh, yeah. we, as nurses, know that heparin is an anticoagulant we give it to people to prevent blood clots. They used to put heparin in people's saline or saline locks, <laughs> I was going to call it. They used to call them hep locks because yeah. you would just flush the, the the IV line with heparin to keep it open. Um, so anyway, it's in there. Uh, so when there are antibodies on the surface of mast cells, when when they become bound to an antigen it starts a reaction within the mast cell causing it to release histamine and cytokines, which are other things involved in your inflammatory system. Um, so these mast cells that I'm talking about, the ones that release the histamines, they're most they're, they're in different organs, but they're most commonly found on the tissues that are like where the outside world meets the inside world of your body. So your mucous membranes, like your no, nostrils, your mouth, your um, digestive tract, the 
interior mucousy lining of your lungs, your skin, um, the you know white parts of your eye, the conjunctiva, or the mucousy part of your eye. Um, so that's where most of these are. <clears throat> um, once histamines are released, they go to the cells that they're going to do something with, and they search for receptors on the cells to match up with them. It's like um, you know a lock and a key, or an innie and an mm-hmm. outie. I remember like that from a, nursing school. a penis and vagina, <laughs> or perfectly interlocking puzzle piece. So yeah. they've got a they've got to fit perfectly. They find their receptor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there's actually four different types of histamine receptors. Hi, Maki. Um, so there's H one, two, three, and four. Yeah, we're bringing that back. I mean, I'm remembering remembering from nursing school. Isn't it funny? Like yeah. you learn the stuff and you get tested and you know so much about it <laughs> and then immediately whew, right out the door. Well, yeah, because it's not like a practical thing that you use. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you work in an allergy At the CDC. Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the H1 receptors are the ones that are most, you know, often involved in allergic responses. So they're usually the ones on your mucous membranes. I'm just to tell you a little bit more about the other receptors because- there's some fun things to know about them. So the H2 receptors are in your GI tract and they allow gastric acid to be released. So that's important for digestion. You want gastric acid. But if too much is released, that's a problem. That's when people get, you know, uh, heartburn and reflux and sometimes ulcers. So then you might take an H2 receptor blocker mm-hmm. like Pepsid. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I for some you. reason, this is exciting to me. No, it is. I always <laughs> thought it was interesting. <laughs> so then, and I didn't even know about these, there's H3 receptors and they're in the nervous system and they act like neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters are the chemicals that go between the different neurons. Those are the nerve cells. So they help send the signals from one to the other. And then there's H4 receptors on the, these I don't understand at all. <laughs> on cells, organs where they control above our head. characteristics of granulocytes. So, you know, a mast cell is a granulocyte. So I'm like, I don't know. Is this just the circle of life? I don't know. <laughs> don't understand that one. Um, okay. Now here's a, another fun fact. H1 receptors control, they, are, they play a role in controlling wakefulness. So that's why taking antihistamine Makes you drowsy. Oh. Um, though the newer classes of antihistamines like Claritin or loratadine, oh, yeah. oh, they're yeah. not supposed to like do that because yeah, yeah, they don't cross the blood-brain mar- barrier, so they're not mm. supposed to make you drowsy. Um, all right, so back to what's happening now. So once the histamine, am I right? Histamine reaches the H1 receptors. Yeah, they they um, they tell the cells to do some things. So they they tell the cells to vasodilate. So they're most likely, you know, they're usually working on those mucous membranes and in, they're around vascular and nervous tissue. So they tell your vessels to open up, expand, so that allows more blood flow to that area. And then they tell the vessel walls to be more permeable or leaky. So the cells making up the vessel wall, they kind of separate and they allow fluid to go in and out. Um, And then that also attracts other inflammatory things from your body to come there and do some stuff. Um, So this is why, you know, when histamines are released, you have things like sneezing. So 
<laughs> Nori's knocking at the door. Oh, is that Nori? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a ghost. Um, There's somebody at the door. So histamines make the inside of your nose more sensitive. So that's what, you know, makes you more likely to sneeze and mm-hmm. that helps you to like... Like those seasonal allergies. Totally. Yep. Then you can just kind of out the pollen yeah. or whatever's in there. <laughs> um, it makes your glandular tissue sure. more, um, it says it causes hyper secretion. So it makes it secrete more things. So that's why you like have more of a runny nose or that's runny eyes. Hmm. Um, gives you nasal congestion because it, you know, the vasodilation that I was talking about. So there's more blood flow. Um, she's very fickle. <laughs> <laughs> And it causes an increase in your sensitivity to, um, you know, what you can feel on your skin. So you feel more itchy and it also can cause your, um, it can cause bronchoconstriction. So the the passages of your airway to tighten up a little bit. That's when it's bad. That is bad. That's what we call anaphylactic. (laughs) It can be. (laughs) Lead to anaphylactic. Yeah. So, um, so that's what histamines do. So people, some people do have an actual histamine intolerance and it's not actually like you're intolerant to histamines because everybody has to have histamines. It's part Mm -hmm. of your, you know, um, immune system. But sometimes you have too many, too much histamine in your body and that can be due to a lack of this enzyme that breaks down the histamines and it's called Mm -hmm. diamine oxidase or DAO. Um, and then also anything else that you do to make your histamine level increase can make this problem worse. So there's lots of um, foods that are high in histamines. There are some wines that are high in histamine, though that's probably not linked to wine intolerance. Might be linked to, it might exacerbate histamine intolerance, but not wine intolerance, mm-hmm. as this study I'll tell you about has said. <laughs> um, so Which anyway. Wines? Uh, wines? Which wines are strong? Like have more histamine. I don't know. Well, actually, so white wine has more histamines than red wine. Oh, really? But there are certain, you know, there are certain winemakers that can specifically try to make low histamine wines. Wow. Like Deerfield Another Ranch Winery. Yeah. yeah. They really try to make yeah. it low. Um, so that's why for her, maybe. Yeah. yeah it was, was important. Yeah. Although that she could tell. It might be something else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Because it's also low in sulfites. And sulfites I haven't really researched oh, yeah. very much yet. And maybe that has more to do with it, but I don't know yet. So Yeah, because I feel like I've had a patient that it showed up on her allergy list. And I think I asked her about it. Or she even, I might have even been like resveratol or something. Hmm? So she's like, yeah, I'm allergic to like red wine. That's and so get sad. Too. I know it is very sad. It is. Really, red wine on an allergy list. Well, I think it either said red wine or resveratol. Yeah. I was like, oh, from like wine? And she said, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But she's like, although I had that really good this. Like her daughter was there. She's like, I had this really good wine and then I didn't have a problem. If it's very delicious wine, I can take it. (laughs) Maybe it's just worth it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For some reason, it it just feels better to drink really, really good wine. (laughs) Um, I'm allergic to cheap wine. That's what I'm going to put on my allergy list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to box wine. Yeah. Not this one. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty okay. Decent. I'm not like, oh my God, this is such a great wine. Like some of the wines we tasted. I mean, you know, how much this parties? cost? This whole box costs $16 because it was on sale at Safeway. I think normally yeah. it's $20. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, for three, four, 
How many bottles? Four bottles of wine? Three liters. <laughs> For three liters. There you go. That's a lot of wine. Well, it's not like... That's two, isn't it? Because isn't it 1.75? It's 7.50. Oh, 7.50. You're mm-hmm. right. I was thinking of a Magnum, I guess. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I only drink Magnums. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, should you avoid wine high in histamine if you have an intolerance? I don't know. I don't know. Is it Uh, worth it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably you should just drink the good wine. Um, So here's the study I wanted to tell you about. Um, It was in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology. It's from 2001 by Canny G. (laughs) K-A-N-N-Y. Canny G. What's that? Is that a name? Canny? I don't know. What country are they from? very smart. I don't know. (laughs) Is that G? Is his last name? Yeah. Canny G? Like a rapper? I don't know what his full last name is. It was just an initial Canny G. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, science is funny. Um, So they were testing the hypolysis. (laughs) Hypolysis. They were testing the hypothesis that the level of histamine in wine affects the tolerance of wine in subjects that have known wine intolerance. So they already know when they drink wine, they have these bad symptoms. Because first they tested it in people who can drink all the wine they want and they're fine. Yeah. And it made no difference. So then they were like, let's do it for people who already know they have an intolerance. So they gave one group wine that was really low in histamines, 0.4 milligrams per liter. I don't know what's a normal (laughs) histamine. Anyway, and the other group had wine that was rich in histamines, 13.8 milligrams per liter. And there was no difference in the adverse reactions in either group. Okay. So the histamine content did not seem to matter in that study. Um, Then they also, and here's the weird part that has no explanation yet. They measured the blood and urine levels of histamine and then some derivative of histamine before and after the wine. And at 10 minutes after everybody drank it, in the group with the low histamine wine, there was a significant increase in the level of histamine in their blood. Hmm. Why? I don't know. I don't know either. They have (laughs) have some thoughts about it. They think that it has something to do with a histamine releasing substance. um, And they're saying that acetaldehyde, acetaldehyde, I don't know, should be investigated further. Oh. I haven't looked for that investigation, so I don't know. Aldehyde. And here's something I forgot to do until just now, but (laughs) they say that five apricots has more histamine than a typical glass of wine. So if you want to know if you have histamine intolerance, eat five dried apricots. Dried dried apricots, Hmm. yeah. So I got a bag of apricots and I don't know where they went. Takeshi threw him in the trash. He's giving me the symbol for I threw him in the trash. <laughs> you gonna eat some? Yeah, get him out of the trash and let's have some. <laughs> so let's all, can we eat five and see how we feel? Yeah. All right. That's all I have to say about the histamines. And then we'll tell you That's how crazy. we felt on um, the petite Sarah. So why would it, does it have to be dried apricots? Because yeah, it's preserved or something? I guess so. Or maybe just more concentrated. Yeah. I looked up here. Do you want to get five out? I'm just going to keep talking. There's, um, I looked up what foods are high in histamines. Um, Just for my information. Here's three for you. Thank you. Two more to go. I'm going to chew these. You got to have five. (laughs) Um, So fermented dairy products like cheese, 
yogurt, sour cream. Oh, I love sour cream. I know. I love Buttermilk and kefir, fermented vegetables. So pretty much anything fermented, pickled veg- veggies um, or pickles. Ew. Oh, these are all my favorite. I definitely <laughs> don't have a histamine intolerance. Kombucha, um, mm. cured or fermented meats, like sausages, Because salami. you would start to get those symptoms of like an allergy. Yeah. Hmm. And these things don't bother me. I've never been had been bothered by wine, I'll tell you that. Me either. And then there are other suspected histamine liberators. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> that just sounded like a funny term. Liberators. Is anyone having an allergic reaction Like yet? they have liberally amount of histamine. <laughs> a liberal amount of histamine. I'm almost afraid to give any of these apricots to Takeshi because he's got so many allergies. What if he has an anaphylactic reaction? Mm-hmm. And he should be talking on this episode. I know. Are you <laughs> allergic to histamines? How is it when you drink wine? What is it that makes wine and alcohol in general, uh, some Asian people have an intolerance to it? Well, I don't That's know. That's true. Huh? Maybe we should yeah. talk about that sometime. I know. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so anything else we have to talk about? I don't know. As my throat swells up. <laughs> As you like, get that EpiPen for me. You're at one hour right now. Okay. We should do a word of the day. What is it? Okay, get ready. <laughs> it's got many syllables. <laughs> it's acrocephalosyndactyly. Oh, oh, I think it said poly. I put something. a poly in there earlier. I was just I was like, putting that in for fun. Okay, wait. Say it again then. Acrocephalosyndactyly. Acro. I don't know, breaking it up. It's like smaller pieces. Okay. Small acrodac. Cephalo. Cephalo. I have no idea what cephalo is. Yeah. I bet you could guess. Cephalo, cephalo. A big penis. Okay. (laughs) A broken up big penis. A broken up big penis with many digits. Syndactyly. (laughs) One big penis <laughs> got broken up into 17 yeah, has smaller many penises. many phalanges. No. <laughs> Octopenis. Dactyly. Yeah, it has many <laughs> appendages. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. Okay. Acrocephalosyndactyly is an inherited disorder causing abnormalities of the skull, face, hands, and feet. So there's closure too early of some of the sutures of the skull or sutures of the skull. Is that when like baby's head skull bones are coming together? Yeah. Why are they called sutures? I know there's different sutures in the skull. That's just what they call them. I, I think. thought a suture was a stitch. Well, it is, but I think that's probably why they call it because it's like the way it looks on the, on the skeleton. Oh, hmm. I believe so. I believe you. I just hope my baby doesn't have this. <laughs> <laughs> so it can result in an abnormally shaped head, which is... Ooh. Tall and peaked, oh, like a cone head. (laughs) (laughs) And an abnormally shaped face with shallow eye sockets and underdevelopment of the mid face. Sounds like a skeleton. It sounds kind of like um, Neanderthal a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Tall head, underdevelopment face. uh, Sunken eyeballs. Yeah. Frankenstein. I'm sorry, we're not trying to make light of anybody who has it, but we're trying to imagine what it might look like. I just hope my baby doesn't have it. It's um, probably pretty rare. Probably. 
there's fusion of the fingers and toes syndactyly, so they like get oh, yeah. stuck See, together, like a, the digits web together. They get webbed together. I mean, it says there's fusion, so I'm just... Yeah, I wasn't sure what that... Yeah. And broad ends of the thumbs and big toes. Surgery is often useful to correct these abnormalities. Oh, good. And Surgery can do something. It affects boys and girls equally. Let's see. How common is it? 17% of newborns will have this. Ew. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, if that were true, yeah, I'm like, one I of us one. would have had it for sure. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about that. What? But there we go. Acrocephalosyndactyly. Right, more things to worry about <laughs> when you have a baby. Like people who don't vaccinate their children. <laughs> they already look like aliens. Yeah, this is what happens when you don't get the flu shot and you're pregnant. <laughs> oh. your, parent, your baby gets saddled. Didactyl light, whatever it's called. Saddle, saddle, didactyly. <laughs> it uh, rides a horse and it has webbed feet. <laughs> yeah, oh, your baby might feet. actually get that. <laughs> webbed feet. They're going to be an amazing swimmer. Let's just not fix it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. thanks everybody for listening. Um, write in to us at www.nurses at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook at Whining W Nurses. Yeah, WW Nurses. Nuh-uh. It's Whining W Nurses. <laughs> Takeshi don't know it all. Cheers. Cheers. Whining with Nurses.